Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Myrna Loy, Don Amici. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host, the director of the Gulf Theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Once again, your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Tonight in the Gulf Theater, you'll hear one of your favorite dramatic love stories, Magnificent Obsession. You'll remember it as Lloyd C. Douglas's great novel that topped the bestseller list, and you'll remember it also as a beautiful motion picture that broke all box office records. Tonight, we bring Magnificent Obsession to the air with two of the greatest stars in motion pictures, Myrna Loy and Don Amici. It's a combination only the Gulf Screen Guild Theater could bring you, and in just a moment, our play will begin. Meanwhile, I'd like to have you meet a young fellow who doesn't believe in doing things the hard way, and he'll tell you why. Bud Easton. You know, folks, lots of people continue doing things the hard way simply because they've never tried the easy way. And right now, I'm thinking of the easy way to help ensure quick starting for your automobile. Just use Gulf's quick starting teams, Gulf Pride Motor Oil, and Gulf No Knox Gasoline. You'll find free-flowing Gulf Pride ready to help your motor turn over the instant you step on the starter. And you'll find stepped-up Gulf No-Knox ready to fire in a flash, even in icy cold cylinders. And after your car is warmed up, you can really depend on Gulf Pride to give you perfect lubrication and Gulf No-Knox to give you a smooth, quiet-running motor, a knock-proof ride under all normal driving conditions. So why not try the easy way to quick starting and at the same time get perfect peace of mind this winter? Tomorrow, stop at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc for Gulf's quick-starting team, Gulf Pride Motor Oil, and Gulf No-Knox Gasoline. That applause you hear, ladies and gentlemen, tells you that our stars have just come out before the footlights and taken their places at the microphones. And now, the Gulf Screen Guild Theater brings you Magnificent Obsession, starring Don Amici as Bob Merrick and Myrna Loy as Helen Hudson. The music is by Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. Frank raises his baton and the show is on. men tell us there's a point in life where reason ends and faith begins, that there are some things we can never really hope to understand. For example, what happened on a June morning in the emergency ward at Dr. Hudson's world-famous Brightwood Hospital? The telephone. Emergency. Dr. Carlton speaking. This is Mr. Merrick at Crossalink. Where's that pool move you promised? 
I left last here almost 20 minutes ago, Mr. Merrick. They're taking it over on a speedboat. Ought to be there any minute now. You can tell, Dr. Hudson. If anything happens to my grandson, I'll hold him personally responsible. Dr. Matthews went along, sir. He'll do everything possible. I hope so. Thank you. Old man Merrick again? Yeah. Plenty upset about his precious grandson. I don't know why. He's cost the old boy a pretty penny getting him out of jams. Yeah. Well, maybe this will teach him not to sail a boat after an all-night binge. Not Bobby Merrick. It'll take more than drowning to beat any sense into that. Uh, yes, Doctor. Stand by you to emergency. It's Dr. Hudson. Dr. Hudson? Heart attack. Get the full motor. It's our one chance. What's the matter? Don't you understand English? Get that full motor or Dr. Hudson will be dead. The full motor's gone, sir. Gone? Gone where? It's across the lake. They're using it on Bobby Merrick. When will it be back? Much too late, sir. That's how it happened. One was saved and one was lost. Bob Merrick lived and Dr. Hudson died. The doctor's young wife, Helen, tried to carry on the work of the Brightwood Hospital. And she hated Bob Merrick, who had been brought to the hospital after the accident. Merrick proved to be one of the most unreasonable and unruly of patients. He finally got so out of hand that Nancy Ashford, the head nurse, who was Helen's close friend, went to his room to try and quiet away and bring me some lunch. I'm not sick. It's his egg that's sick. And you can tell that cook if she sends it in again, I'll buy this place and fire it. Mr. Merrick, please. I'll fire every one of you. Mr. Merrick, if you insist on creating a disturbance, I'll... Never mind, Nancy. I'll speak to Mr. Merrick myself. Well, hello. Mr. Merrick, we may as well understand each other. All your life you've been petted and coddled and thoroughly spoiled. But here in this hospital, you're just a case and you'll be treated accordingly. Well, now that's quite a speech. At least you can talk. That's the most anybody said to me since they brought me in here. Well, it's pretty, too, especially when you may ask. Mr. Merrick, please. This is Mrs. Hudson. Mrs. Hudson? Nancy, will you leave us, leave us alone for a minute? Yes, sir. Now, Mr. Merrick? All right, go ahead and say it. You hate me, don't you? You're the same as any other patient here. Am I? Why, there isn't a nurse in this place that wouldn't like to slip some poison in my coffee. And Why? Could I help it if I was saved and the doctor was drowned? Is it my fault they were using their only lung machine on me when they needed it for him? Did I ask to have my life saved? You mustn't blame the staff for their attitude. They've been under a strain. They all loved and honored Dr. Hudson. Sure. And now they're asking themselves what right have I to be alive and Dr. Hudson dead, aren't they? Aren't they? All right, then who are they or anyone else to pass judgment on what kind of people have a right to live? That's quite true. I think you have a right to be indignant. Oh, I'm... I'm not indignant about that. I'm... I'm indignant because I feel the same way. Mr. I know I'm not worth anything, let alone a great man's life. And it's a darn shame the wrong man had to go, but there it is, and we all have to make the best of it. He's dead, I'm alive, and we're both out of luck. Please. I think I'm a little ashamed. I've been unfair, too. Will you forgive me? Well, I'll, uh, I'll think about it. As a matter of fact, I, uh, have a very forgiving nature. I'll tell you what, as soon as I get out of here, I'll, uh, call around and we'll talk it over, huh? This is a surprise. Oh, a lot to me. I've been trying to see you for three weeks. And then when I caught sight of you just now, it took me over a block to drum up courage. Courage for what? Oh, to tell you what a bad influence you are. Me? Oh, who else? Here, you're the only person who's ever talked to me straight out and honest, and you won't talk. You won't even see me. 
Well, you know, I've begun talking to myself. Hours on end. That's bad, isn't it? Bad. It's terrible. I'm such a bore. <laughs> Honestly, now, do you think you've been fair? I haven't been trying to avoid you. It's just that I've been so busy that I... Are you I... busy now? As a matter of fact, I am. I have to make some calls. Walking? As far as the bus, I've sold the car. Oh, well, look. Can't I even give you a lift? I, I know my way around. I, I'd be a great chauffeur. I don't think you'd like these people. They're very poor. They used to look to my husband for help and advice. Now I'm trying to do what little I can. Yeah, sure. Being very selfish, keeping it all to yourself. Oh, come on. Now, let's stop all this nonsense. You hop in, I'll drive you around. You really want to? Would of honor. And I'll be awfully good. I won't tell a single soul I'm rich. You know, I'm thinking maybe I'll have to apologize to you all over again. <laughs> That was a very nice thing you did tonight for the Martins. Oh, forget it. Somebody had to get my hand. You're the strangest person. I almost think you... Why are we stopping? To look at that moon. Honestly, have you ever seen it so big and round? It is lovely, isn't it? Yeah, very lovely. But you're not looking at the moon. I know. To one who has been long in city pent, it is sweet to look into the fair and open face of heaven. Poetry. That's key. Are you surprised? And impressed. Now I think you'd better take me home. Oh, can't. Run out of gas. Please. I'd like to go now. But we've run out of gas. Really? If you keep this up, I'll have to get out. Yeah, and then what would you do? Walk until someone gives me a lift. Ah, just like all the old-fashioned girls in the anecdote, huh? Mr. Merrick, you're making me very angry. But not bored. I might have known you hadn't changed. Your kindness and charity tonight. That was just pretense. Oh, now, wait a minute. That's not fair. Please start the car. I'm not in the mood for any more clowning. Ah, but just look at that view. You know, it's it's positively Arcadian. You could swear that those cows have studied art and just, just couldn't help posing a perfect landscape. All right, if you insist. Now, wait a minute now. Don't get out. You, you... Thanks for a lovely ride. Good night. Besides, look out! Oh, goodness. You've been in the operating room for almost two hours. Miss Ashford. What are you doing here, Mr. Merrick? How is she? How is she? You dare to ask that. If it hadn't been for you... Don't say it, please. It was an accident. We were fooling. Fooling? Fooling? Look, sir. It's all right, Nancy. She's going to live. But I'm afraid she'll never see again. Blind. Oh, no, no. There must be some way... must be something we can do. I hardly think so. Now, Mr. Merrick, are you satisfied now? Don't talk like that. I'd give anything in the world to make it up to him. What will you give? Pennies and dimes? Do you think they'll buy back a sight again? Do you think they'll undo all the things you've done to please, her? Please. You couldn't make it up to her. None of you spent a whole life trying. Now get out. So 
the ghost curtain falls on Act One of Magnificent Obsession, starring Myrna Loy and Don Amici. Our golf curtain will rise again after a few seconds of intermission, during which Bud Easton would like to say a word about speed, record-breaking speed, and how it affects you. Folks, did you ever stop to realize what it means to you when a racing driver smashes world records for speed? Take George Barringer, for instance. Barringer, in a record-breaking run of 500 miles on the Bonneville Salt Flats of Utah, established 33 new Class D speed records including one 500-mile run at an average speed of 142 and nine-tenths miles per hour. And how does that affect you? Well, Barringer made those records with Gulf Pride motor oil in the crankcase of his racer and Gulf No-Knox in his gas tank. Mind you, the exact same Gulf Pride and Gulf No-Knox that you can get at any good Gulf station. There's proof enough that Gulf Pride motor oil and Gulf No-Knox gasoline can really take it. More than that, there's proof that under the worst possible conditions... Gulf Pride and Gulf No-Knox will always deliver top performance. So during these winter months, when your car really takes a beating, give it the extra protection of Gulf Pride motor oil and the extra performance value of Gulf No-Knox gasoline. Now the curtain of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater is ready to rise on the second act of Magnificent Obsession, starring Don Amici as Robert Merrick and Myrna Loy as Helen Hudson. It's several months later, and Helen, her sight gone, has taken a small apartment with her friend Nancy and spends her days in a sunny park just across the street. Bob Merrick, who has twice innocently brought misfortune to the one woman he has ever loved, comes every day to sit quietly on a nearby bench to watch her. He's there this afternoon as Helen, with the help of a young friend, is learning to read again. The little boy reading his book with his young eyes and Helen reading her book in Braille with her fingers. Now, let's read and I like that, don't you? Oh, very much. I haven't read it for a long time, but it used to be one of my favorites. All right, you begin. Robin Redbreast lost his heart. He was a gallant bird. He doffed his hat to Jenny Wren, and thus to her he said, My dearest Jenny Wren, if you will but be mine, you shall dine on cherry pie and drink nice currants current wine. I'll dress you like a... Uh, uh, goldfish. Oh, no. That can't be right. I'll dress you like a... Uh, uh, I'm afraid I can't get it. Wait, I'll ask the man. What man? The man on the next bench. He's always here. Every day. I'll ask him. Oh, no. Oh, sure. He won't mind. Mister, you know this word? Goldfinch. Oh, thank you. Goldfinch. It's goldfinch. Oh, yes, of course. That's a bird. I don't think we'll read any more today. Why not? I thought we were alone. We'll do some more tomorrow. Well, all right, but don't forget. I'll be waiting for you. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I'm uh, afraid I've spoiled things for you. Oh, no, not at all. Please don't stop just because he's run off. Can I coach? Oh, I couldn't. I'd be embarrassed learning my ABCs with a grown-up. Oh, don't be. It won't be long before you're reading Shelley, Keith, Shakespeare. They have them all in Braille, you know. Really? How do you know? Uh, uh, well, you see, I'm, I'm interested in that thing. 
Oh, then you're a doctor. Well... Were uh, you ever connected with Brightwood Hospital? Uh, I've visited there. I thought your voice sounded familiar. I'm almost sure we've met sometime. Let me see. Well, isn't what really matters is that we've met today? Uh, uh, by the way, I, uh, I have a friend who has a whole library of Braille books. He'd be happy to lend them to you. Won't you let me bring you some tomorrow? You're very kind, Doctor. What did you say your name was? Uh, Roberts. Uh, Do- Dr. Roberts. Dr. Roberts. Yes. You know, I have a confession to make. I was feeling sorry for myself all morning. Now, I think this is one of my lucky days. I'm Paul, Mrs. Hudson, dropping in on you this way without warning. Oh, I'm so glad you did, Dr. Roberts. Look, I've nearly finished all those books you sent me. Well, good. I'll see that you get a fresh batch of them tomorrow. I don't know how to begin to thank you. Oh, don't, don't even try. Uh, by the way, something's been worrying me. What? That story you really met the day we met in the park. Uh, what happened to Jenny Wren? Oh, she married Robin Redbreast. Oh, well, that takes a great load off my mind. I was afraid the goldfish, uh, or was it goldfish, was going to break up a beautiful friendship. <laughs> you want to hear how I've improved in two months? I'm all ears. Listen. The clouds, methought, would open and show riches, ready to drop on me. That when I wake, I cry to dream again. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's very beautiful. Uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been wondering what had happened to you. I've missed you in the park the last few days. I was uh, afraid you might be ill. Oh, no. Nancy made me promise to stay indoors while she went into town. She's been so busy arranging for our steamer tickets and everything. Oh, you're going away? Oh, how stupid of me. I haven't told you, have I? Some good news? Wonderful news. We're going to Paris. Oh, not really. Some specialists have offered to help me. They say they want to do it as a sort of tribute to Dr. Hudson. And that's made you happy? Oh, terribly happy. But that's only half of the good news. Yes? Just when Nancy and I were about to give up because we couldn't find money to pay for the trip, some old bonds of Dr. Hudson turned out to be worth ever so much. Well, that's grand. We're sailing next week. I'm so excited, I'm almost afraid I'll be disappointed. Oh, no, 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 you won't be. You'll see again. I'm, I'm sure you will. I do hope you're right. But if you're not, I won't take it badly. Sometimes I think I've gained more than I've lost through my blindness. Have you? Your friendship, for one thing. If I hadn't been blind, I might have missed that. Thank you. What time is it? Uh, it's a little after five. Oh, Nancy will be coming in almost any minute. Oh, well, I, I'm, uh, I'm afraid I, I must be going. But you must meet Nancy. She's heard me talk so much about Dr. Roberts. Well, uh, perhaps we can meet in Paris. There's a chance I may have to go there on business soon. Not really? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Now I know I'm going to see again. Everything's been so different since that day we met in the park. You taught me to have hope. You're my good luck. And the first time I open my eyes in Paris, I want to see you. should have been here long before this, don't you think, Nancy? What time is it now? Oh, now, stop worrying, dear. It's only eight. Do you think I should tell him how much I've missed him? That this month in Paris has seemed like six, at least? <laughs> you won't have to tell him if you smile at him the way you're smiling now. 
That must be Dr. Roberts. Let him in, Nancy. And please be nice to him. What should I do? Kiss him? <laughs> All right, I'll go let him in. Good evening. Good evening. Oh. This American poet. What do you want here? May I come in? I, uh, I sent a note. A note? Oh, then you're the one she knows as Dr. Roberts. Yes. I wasn't going to see her anymore after she left me off, but I had to come. I, I, I just had to see her. Please, Mia. Come in. Now, you'd better explain. How do you think she'd feel if she could see who you really are? I know how she'd feel, Nancy. Suppose you're hoping her operation won't be a success. Those doctors will fail. Oh, no, 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 they won't fail. Not men like Rochard and Bremen and Donnelly. Wait a minute. But... How do you know their names? Well, I, I, I naturally suppose that... And all that... that money that's been paying the expenses. I thought that those bonds turning up just at the right time was a major miracle. It was your money. Please don't tell Helen. Why, she'd rather be blind the rest of her days than accept anything from you. Look, Nancy, you said once that I couldn't make it up to her for what happened in, in a whole lifetime of trying. Well, well, don't stop me from trying. I'm willing to devote all my life and everything I have to it. Why? Because I'm in love with her. Is that a good enough reason? It could be. Please don't tell her who I am or what I've done. All right, I... I won't tell her. Thanks. What is the operation? Next week. What do the doctors say? She lives through the operation. She'll see you again. Oh, she'll live. She, she must. If she does... Do you realize what that means to you? Yes, I've, uh, I've thought of that. First time she opens her eyes, she'll learn that I'm the man she despises most. Won't that be hard to take? Yes, it will. But I love her so much, I'm, I'm willing to have her hate me if she can see again. All the reward I ask is to be, be with her these next seven days. I'm going to crowd all the love I might give her in a lifetime in, into that short week. We're going to see Paris together from top to bottom, laugh and talk and sing and dance. And when your week's over? I'll, uh, I'll disappear and Dr. Roberts will be just a part of a dream that will soon fade and be forgotten. We are now riding down the Rue de Rochambeau. Our horse is very old and our coachman very fat. Has he a red nose? The horse? No, the coachman. Oh, very red. A violent cerise, I think you'd call it. He has the longest ears you've ever seen. The coachman? No, no, the horse. Oh, uh, uh, by the way, what would you say to the blue mouse? I'd say, how did you get blue? Did you fall in the paint bucket, or are you disappointed in love? Oh, no. The Blue Mouse is a cafe unit, wouldn't they have the best auction in Paris? Uh, Coachman, the Blue Mouse. You know, we're the most attractive couple on the floor. It's our charm, don't you think? Oh, there's no doubt about it. A uh, skinny count leaning against a potted palm has been waiting at you for five minutes. He's probably potted, too. Yeah. And the Duchess at the corner table has dropped her handkerchief six times in the hope I pick it up. How naive. 
I wonder why she doesn't wave her wooden leg. <laughs> uh, you know, dancing always makes me hungry. Now, I know a little restaurant on top of the hill, just a few minutes' drive. You know, the best thing about this place is that the scenery is just twice as good as the food. There's all Paris at your feet. Light stretched like a magic carpet, just as far as you can see. It's beautiful. Well, Helen, this is the end of our week. Have you liked it? It's something I'll remember always. So will I. Are you happy? Very happy. So happy, I'm not the least bit afraid of tomorrow. No matter what happens, I won't care. Because I've seen Paris through your eyes. Now you'll see it through your own before long. I wonder if everything will be as lovely as it is at this moment. I'm almost afraid that if I see... If I wake up, I'll be like the character in my poem. I might cry to dream again. We'll come up here again, won't we? Oh, perhaps. Perhaps. Helen, I, uh, I didn't want to tell you. I've, uh, I finished the job I came over here to do. I'm, I'm going back now. Going back? Oh, no. When? Tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> it isn't that I, I want to go. I'm... I'm afraid I must. But you will come and say goodbye after the operation. Well, you see, I, I, I have... Please. I want you to come. Uh, all right, I'll, uh, I'll come and say goodbye. Oh, oh, my, just look at the time. Come on, you should be in bed to sleep and dream. And when you wake up, the tomorrow you've been waiting for will be here. <laughs> Yes. The operation's over. She's going to live. And she's going to see again when the bandages can be removed. Oh, thank God. I couldn't leave till I knew she was safe. You've made up your mind to go. I must, Nancy. You you know that I must. Yes, but you promised you'd come to say goodbye to her. She's come out of the ether. She's asking for you. Yes, I, I did promise. All right, Nancy, I'll, uh, I'll go in to say goodbye. Nurse. Nurse. Darling, darling. Don't try to talk. Just, just be quiet. Dr. Roberts? Yes, Helen, I... I came to say goodbye, as I promised. Do you really have to go? Yes, darling. But why? Well, because I, I told you my, my work's finished here. Isn't it because you think I don't know your Bob Mary? Bob Mary? I've known for a long time. Helen, darling, why? Why didn't you tell me? I wanted to wait until I could see with my eyes, as well as with my heart. And I thought you'd hate me. Oh, Helen, I've... I've so much to make up to you. But I, I, I'll spend my whole life trying... if you'll just let me. Perhaps if I 
If I try hard enough, I... I may make you forget all the... suffering and pain and darkness. No, Bob. All that's past. This is the tomorrow I've waited for. Don't you see? Now I've got my dream. And you, too. Sure, we all agree that Myrna Loy and Donna Michi deserve every bit of the applause they're now getting. They did a truly splendid job. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, Myrna and Don donated their performances this evening, as do all the stars who appear here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. In return, Gulf gives very generously to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to help the fund carry on its great task of building a home to provide for the workers in the film industry who can no longer provide for themselves. <laughs> Next week, three of the brightest names in Hollywood will be featured on the marquee of our Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Three top-flight stars who have never before appeared together on radio, stage, or screen. We'll have as our guests Alice Faye, Herbert Marshall, and Humphrey Bogart. You'll hear them all together in the rollicking motion picture comedy, If You Could Only Cook. It's all about a rich man and a poor girl who poses butler and maid in the household of a notorious gangster. So be sure to listen next week for this highlight of the Gulf Theater season. Alice Faye, Herbert Marshall, and Humphrey Bogart in If You Could Only Cook. The music, of course, will be Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra with Frank Tours conducting. Until next Sunday, then, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everyone, for your neighborhood good Gulf dealer. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.